0: Thank you for joining I Am Possible, which is India's first future tech meets sustainability podcast. Today, I'm delighted and honored to have with me Avlokita Tawari, who's the co-founder and CTO at Gear AI Innovations Private Limited, a AI-enabled software as a service that diagnoses drug-resistant tuberculosis. So Avlokita, it's a complete pleasure and honor to have you on the show. So why don't we start with the basic introduction your background, and your core expertise, what you do.
1: Sure. Uh, thanks, Hari, and thanks for having me here. Uh, so I am, by training, a bioinformatician. Uh, I did my B.Tech in Biotech in India and uh, then did my Master's in bioinformatics in Finland um, and subsequently my uh, kind of specialty that took me was using bioinformatics for antimicrobial resistance. Um, one of this major projects that I had done before as well was to look for uh, drug candidates for pertussis infection, which is another bacteria that kills infants uh, especially. So that's kind of the direction that my career had been um, for a while. Um, and Dr. Prapti, my co-founder, I actually met her in the tuberculosis lab that we were working together in India briefly uh, for a while uh, when I was in India. And uh, her PhD and expertise lies in uh, tuberculosis and microbiology, basically. So uh, back in 2019, uh, I was on vacation in India and sort of got in touch with her and she was like, I have this idea of maybe doing something with respect to AMR, um, you know, uh, basically countering AMR and how it's rising, especially in bacteria so much. And what do you think about doing it as a company, coming up with a diagnostic solution, maybe using your expertise? And it sounded like a great idea. So we decided to actually pitch this to entrepreneur first where she was incubating at the moment, uh, at that moment. Uh, and basically decided to go ahead with this tuberculosis became our first use case simply because of her phd and background in tb for my brief experience in tb as well as well as bacteria and so we decided to build this diagnostic where you can use genomics you can use artificial intelligence uh, in order to diagnose antimicrobial resistance because To actually counter the rise of AMR, the most important thing is to actually check it the minute it is diagnosed. If you are taking wrong antibiotics, if you are not taking a full course of antibiotics, if you are uh, perhaps taking antibiotics when you shouldn't be taking antibiotics, all of this is leading to drug-resistant bacteria. And that's the most important thing that we need to counter if we don't want to lose millions of people uh, in the next you know, 10 years. It's been predicted there would be like 10 million deaths due to AMR by 2050 if we don't do something now and today. Uh, so that is kind of the theme, the vision of the company itself that we have to come up with diagnostics that can quickly diagnose AMR for patients.
0: Give me the lowdown on the role of genomics and AI. Can you just break that down for my listeners, please? Sure, absolutely. So, uh,
1: you know how your genomic sequence, your DNA says what is your ancestry, what is maybe the color of your skin or your eyes and you know, uh, if I didn't meet you in person, I would still from your DNA be able to tell what would be the color of your hair, your eye and you know, maybe some a little bit of features of what your ancestry would be like. Um, It's quite similar for bacteria, except bacteria are much simpler. So it's not about the looks so much per se, the phenotype is expressed in their uh, resistant towards drugs, for example, or various type of uh, mutations that they have incurred over a long period of time. Um, So what happens there is that if you use genomics, you know, just by looking at the genomic sequence of that particular pathogen, uh, you know what they might be resistant or susceptible to. Uh, a very live and aware use case right now is our uh, variants that we are seeing for the uh, COVID virus, right? Uh, first there was Delta, then Omicron, and like it, it will keep evolving because it can. Um, a pathogen just like us needs to survive and it will mutate wherever it needs to in order to basically become more potent and infectious, uh, which is exactly what coronavirus is doing. And TB has been doing this for you know millennia it has been around since the egyptian mummies it's it's one of the oldest bacteria and it has evolved so much that it's resistant to most of the major antibiotics uh, uh, at this point you know when it's an xdr tb uh, case so genomics plays a very important role in understanding the why if this is resistant to antibiotic abcd what is the reason and then is it or is it not Uh, you know, resistant to other antibiotics so that you can actually give the patient something else, something that will work for them. The part of the artificial intelligence comes in our vision of trying to stay one step ahead of the bugs because what has been happening so far is we are still playing catch-up. We are still trying to understand where this resistance is coming from and what to give the patient. AI comes in where we want to see where is it going to go? What is the next resistance we are looking at? What can we actually... um, find to help counter this amr that is constantly on the rise so for us taking the whole genome sequence of this particular pathogen into the picture and applying ai on it to also understand the future patterns uh, is basically the mission uh, that the company has and is moving
0: towards we can kind of sequence uh, the the entire genome sequence of a human back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Then over the period, yes. there's a, a group came in and said that, uh, you know, there was a lot of repeats that which was missing and which has recently been sequenced uh, right now in 2021. What has been the learnings of, a, you know, I mean, sequencing the entire human beings? What do we know at this point in time? And what need, do we need to know to, you know, make, a healthcare better than the current situation where it is right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'll answer your question, but before that, one clarification that I would like to give. Uh, at Arogya AI, we only uh, sequence and deal with the pathogen genomics, not the human component of it at all. Um, of course, there are many schools of thoughts about also looking at the human component and coming up with a more holistic solution. But like I said, human genomics is much more complicated. It is still evolving. Like after so many years, we were able to find those repeated sequences and actually finish the human genome sequencing uh, even Even though we had done a majority of it. Uh, The good thing is that we are headed towards a very precision medicine driven uh, efforts uh, in the healthcare industry. So not just when it comes to uh, cancer, but also maybe lifestyle diseases, predicting and preventing other diseases that patients can possibly have. So it's very interesting. And that domain is definitely where a lot of focus needs to go. Uh, For us, however, it's the pathogen Basically, At the same time, the pathogens are also evolving. So we have focused our genomics uh, on that. Um, But yeah, so basically, uh, the whole genomics uh, sector, per se, has evolved so much thanks to the human genome sequencing project that had been done. Sequencing costs have come down so much. Uh, back then, it was so expensive, but now you can get your uh, entire genome sequenced for maybe even a $1,000 and so much lesser for you know pathogens because their genomes are tiny compared to the human. Um, so the good thing is that access to sequencing, the ability to sequence has become uh, so much better, so much cheaper and easier that this will help people on the ground and you wouldn't hear of just maybe uh, people with a lot of money being able to access, you know, uh, precision medicine, for example.
0: So tell me a little bit more about the pathogen sequence that you're talking about, how expensive it is and who are your customer base at this point in time and what's what has been their response? Absolutely. So the customers
1: that we are looking at are hospitals and diagnostic labs because what happens is that once a patient has been diagnosed with a disease, an infectious disease, uh, they have to give their sample to the lab to do a diagnosis, understand which pathogen it is, um, and then it's up to the doctor to figure out and give them a combination of antibiotics. Which in case of tuberculosis is very complicated because uh, currently in the market you can only diagnose resistance towards maybe a couple of the main drugs, uh, while there are actually nineteen drugs you. Are are supposed to take a combination and you're supposed to take it for six to nine months to actually get cured of tuberculosis. It's a very long drawn disease in process. Uh, so what happens if you're given the wrong combination is that you keep going back and forth because you're not getting better. Uh, and this small, uh, small per se, but six to nine months of uh, getting better is then extended to maybe even three years with horrible side effects of all those antibiotics that you're taking. So the idea is that the minute you know that you have tuberculosis, you also know what antibiotics you should be taking. And that's where the genomics component through the hospitals and diagnostic labs come in because we are trying to enable doctors to be able to prescribe the correct combination of the medication. So if the doctor has determined that this patient has tuberculosis uh, through the Arrogia solution, they also have in the same, you know, uh, day maybe or maximum two days, the exact list of antibiotics that they should be giving to this patient. And this timeline becomes really important when you think about the remote places in India where, uh, you know, doctors and hospitals are not uh, that accessible. And, you know, uh, a TB van might be going there once a week or once a month. And if so as you trickle down into the country, uh, the effect of this kind of a solution becomes that much more important because patients can't go again and again after a long trip to get, you know, new medication, or new combination. Uh, But that being said, sequencing also has to trickle down to that level, which will also take a little bit of time. And that is why we have started more with the tier one, tier two cities, uh, hospitals and labs where most of the samples come anyway and trying to diagnose from there and then slowly trickling down to the uh, point of care uh, model basically.
0: How expensive is this pathogen sequence? Which are the hospitals that you have partnered with here here in India and what's been their response? Uh,
1: So Basically, uh, cost wise, it's not so much. About five, six thousand rupees can easily get you the whole uh, diagnostic solution sequencing as well as diagnostic done. Uh, when you compare that to 22,000, 23,000 rupees for doing a full uh, drug susceptibility testing to get results against all drugs, it of course is a massive difference that's there the piece. Um, hospitals, we have partnered with uh, uh, Ames-Jodhpur, for example. Uh, we, are, we have current partnerships going on with a couple of other hospitals as well. The paperwork has yes, yet to be signed, so I'm not going to name them yet. Um, their response has been uh, consistently very supportive because they understand why this is such a big problem. Uh, and at the same time, they are also looking for solutions that can, you know, quickly uh, help the patients on the ground. So that being the focus of also hospitals and labs, they're happy to actually partner uh, uh, with a solution that can give them a complete picture right away. Uh, we are still pre-revenue because we are in the validation stage. We have done some internal validations, which we are about to publish. And now we are working on some external validations, which we will help publish with you know the doctors itself. But basically to make this a commercial product that can be used on the ground, that is still a little bit of uh, you know, path that we have to go on
0: are you only looking at diagnosis or would you also be looking at therapeutics because there's artificial intelligence companies who are leveraging it for drug discovery and so on and so forth so what's the roadmap for Aarugya AI Uh,
1: absolutely therapeutics has also been on our mind as well uh, but because we are a tiny company at the moment that is something that we have just sort of started expanding uh we recently signed an mou with uh, iit uh, ism dhanbat for doing the r&d for exactly this purpose for looking at also drug discovery um you know j- basically look at all the whole picture in a very uh, in a bigger picture manner so you know take a sit back you're already using ai on the whole genome sequences Uh, try to see in that bigger picture what else can you actually predict or help with so looking for uh, mutations that are not known yet for maybe drugs that are that can be used but we don't know Uh, for understanding why certain resistances are happening uh, we finally after 40 years got a couple of new antibiotics for tb in the market and you're already seeing resistance against them in patients so why and how is that happening um, so these kind of questions can also be answered through an R&D partnership which is what we are uh, looking
0: at here right so how do you see the role of artificial in, in uh, genomics growing in, in this de- this decade and have you seen some uh, exciting innovations that has uh, caught your attention in the space oh of healthcare?
1: definitely definitely uh, so you must have heard of a company called cure ai they were the first to actually bring artificial intelligence for example uh, for diagnosing TB just by using the ai algorithm and checks X-ray, x-rays to you know a health determine so we are looking at um, basically a kind of a method where everything becomes that much more ai to enable doctors because at the end of the day the doctors uh you know we have to enable them to be able to make informed decisions and that is what has been missing um, as well if you're looking at how much time a radiologist needs to look at an x-ray and make a decision that is uh, you know a bunch of time that is lost if you think about the antibiotic uh, trial and error that needs to be done, that is a lot of patient time lost and suffering that happens. These decisions can be shortened by the use of AI and genomics both. Uh, similarly, for example, for cancer patients, um, imagine if you already knew at the very beginning, what would be the best you know uh, chemotherapy that would work for you or what would be some other therapy that could work for you. That, of course, helps you shorten um, the timeline as well. Uh, So genomics and AI definitely headed towards precision medicine. And if we can bring that on the ground, all the more better for all the patients, basically.
0: So so there's this camp who is averse to change, you know, and, and there's a bunch of doctors who say that, you know, with these growing technology, that the role of a traditional doctor is going to diminish. What are your views on something like that?
1: Absolutely not. Um, I can give a diagnostic report and do everything. But at the end of the day, a decision that a doctor can make, I don't think that anyone can replace that. Uh, Because exactly what I said, even if you know the exact combination of antibiotics, what if it doesn't suit the patient? Uh, An AI might not be able to tell the patient that, okay, don't take this antibiotic, maybe switch to the other one. That still needs to be done by a doctor. The whole point of using AI and genomics in healthcare is in my opinion, to make the doctor's life easier uh, and help them make decisions faster. Uh, even so, you know, uh, there are so many doctors who intuitively know a lot of things and are able to help patients, and that's quite amazing. And I don't think that any of this can actually uh, help replace doctors. And I feel like maybe the that doctors get this feeling because there are companies that claim that they would replace doctors, but I think they're kidding themselves. <laughs> that's not going to happen, in my opinion, for sure.
0: Right, so there was this uh, web series. I mean, I've just seen the trailer. I've not seen the the web series. It's called Whistleblowers, and it's it's about the scam here in India and how uh, these medical institutes. They there was these. Uh, the students used to pay others to sit for the examination. And that's the reason we have these doctors who are not proficient, you know. So I hope that, yes, I mean, you know, with technology such as, uh, you know, the, the, the role of technology, you know, growing in, in the space of healthcare, we'll have quality doctors rather than the, the scam, scam. So is there any advice to students or entrepreneurs that you would like to give, you know, the entrepreneurs who would want to explore or leverage uh, 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 technology in the space of healthcare and students who would want to like kind of uh, explore this uh, field, what what should he or she do?
1: Absolutely. Um, I feel that one of the most important things is to gain the training that is required to look and uh, basically experiment with things scientifically. Because that is something that repeatedly I feel uh, is lacking uh, in a lot of uh, students that have maybe perhaps just graduated because they don't have experience as well. Um, it's really important to go out in the science and research world, understand ethical standpoints, understand how uh, scientific study is designed, conducted, um, how it needs to be robust. So you can do a lot of experimentation, but if your sample size isn't what it should be, then it's kind of pointless understanding how ethical behavior in the scientific world is supposed to be you know designed and done those things are really important i feel um that's something maybe you learn a little bit by experience and a little bit by learning and my advice would be even if you want to start um company or something in health tech, uh, a very uh, important word of advice would be to have people who can help you navigate through these things, make sure that the ethics are in the right place, uh, whether it is through doctors or scientists, uh, but also make sure that, uh, you know, uh, the studies that you have designed and you're conducting to validate your solution, they are actually robust scientifically as well, and not just in the space of R&D. So if you, if you can Managed to do that. I feel that in itself is a big roadblock that you have, you know, uh, overcome
0: right. in this so journey. Where do wow. you see the healthcare space going in 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 the t- ten years? What do you think healthcare is going to look like?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I started talking about something else and missed that question. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I believe at least that in ten years, uh, healthcare would be, you know, uh, integrated with an app integrated with a lot of uh, ai to begin with before you go for a doctor consultation maybe you also have a m- bigger say in your own healthcare have be a little bit more aware about what your healthcare is and that is something i feel that should be happening uh, because you meet a lot of people who you know say that yeah i'm taking that medication and i'm like why and there is no answer there Uh, and it's something that i constantly do with my family as well um you know if they are taking some medication i go through the list i check everything about why it has been given to them and what could be the possible side effects because i feel it's really important that patients also make very informed decisions so i believe that um having a very technologically and patient integrated healthcare system which is designed towards a precision medicine as well whether it comes to lifestyle diseases infectious diseases or pretty much anything uh, is the kind of a future where we that you know we are looking at so for example covid is not going to go anywhere and since this has happened things have evolved quite fast as well uh, doctors are t- taking appointments online, doing consultations online for things that you don't really need to actually meet physically for. This is not new. You didn't always have to anyways visit a doctor but you just did because you could. So that is one of the uh, good side effects I would say of COVID happening. People have realized that you don't have to actually go physically for each and every in your ways happily so that kind of a solution where there is a little bit of uh, online integration and maybe a visit and scans and everything when needed and if needed and how that is all you know and then you have all of your information on the app as well to look at so you are also informed at every point of time that you know what's happening what have been your results how have they been good bad what can you do to make it better i feel that is where uh, we are headed in 10 years definitely
0: lovely how cool is that yeah because i think everything is going to be data driven because there's so much data being captured and and uh, the algorithm behind which infers our data is getting more and more intelligent. And maybe in, in, in the next decade itself, everything is going to be completely upended. You know, there are people who are working on age reversal, human longevity. If it, then there's CRISPR genetic editing going on. There's some really awesome things going on. So so thank you, uh, Avlokita. really appreciate you taking time being part of the podcast. Would you like to leave us uh, with your roadmap, Arugya AI? What is your vision and intent? What you intend? tend to do as an individual on earth in the space of healthcare and the role of Arogya AI? Uh,
1: Most definitely. For Arogya AI and uh, me, the vision and the mission is very uh, integrated. It is, after all, uh, my company as well. And, you know, uh, what we have been thinking always to do is how do we combat AMR? How do we prevent superbugs? How do we Uh, know what's coming next and make sure there are systems in place to deal with it. Uh, I mean, again, COVID was not a surprise. Uh, Everyone in the scientific world knew that something like this is going to happen. There were warnings floating all around, Uh, but nothing was done in place because we didn't really believe the people when they were talking about it. And that's the idea. If we know today that the drug that you are developing and spending millions of dollars and billions of dollars into clinical trials and whatnot might not actually work or it will not work for more than six months because bacteria or uh, viruses will develop resistance against it. You don't have to waste the money on it. You can actually refocus where you need to. So for Arogya, the mission is exactly that. Diagnose AMR, check AMR, stop superbugs from actually taking over the world. That's where we are
0: headed. Lovely. Avlokita. Wish you and the team the very best. I'm super excited for us in the healthcare. You know, in every everything you mentioned that even the healthcare space. You know, at one point of time we used to actually had to go visit a doctor or a hospital. But today's the world. You know, with the metaverse and the virtual world. You know, it. it you don't need to step out. I mean, uh, you have to step out when you need to. But you know, you you can. Uh, you know. Uh, Engage with doctors or the healthcare remotely, and and the world is getting excited. I'm very excited for the role of technology. So, wish you and the team the very best. And to my listeners, if you like what you see in here, then please press the subscribe button. Until next time, see you guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank
1: you so
0: much. Thanks, Eddie.